It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. X twenty eight, number eight A. We can only speak of a right understanding of these books when we are able to read them as the other party to the agreement intended, or, to put it differently, we can only understand correctly the science of being revealed in the Bible and the textbook and interpret the revealed text rightly when we read them with a spiritually, scientifically cultured consciousness. The Bible and textbook are not humanly invented and contrived. Their author is the divine mind. Only that mind which dictated the books can give a true interpretation of the text. Thus, the interpreter who wishes to obtain a true understanding of the Bible and the textbook must not approach them with a human thought model but rather he must read them with the same mind that wrote them, with the mind of God, for divine mind is its own interpreter. 577.21 Paul is speaking from his own experience when he writes, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. 1 Corinthians 2.14 Only a spiritually and scientifically cultured consciousness at one with divine mind can arrive at this spiritual discernment, which is indispensable for the interpretation of any inspired text. What steps must the interpreter take to achieve a true interpretation? All text interpretation of the Bible and the textbook rests on the double support of, first, a scientific understanding of the divine system of reference, and secondly, spiritual sense, which is able to discern intuitively the inner spiritual relationships. Without a knowledge of the categories of being as the seven synonyms for God and the four modes of operation, the Bible and textbook must remain for the reader books sealed with seven seals. The more thorough the knowledge of this system of reference to which the texts themselves refer, the easier the task of grasping their message in its true spiritual meaning. Spiritual sense also plays an important part in interpretation. It gives the interpreter a clear idea of the message contained in the text as a whole, but relationships seen intuitively and interpretation born of spiritual sense 
must be backed by scientific sense and be verified through divinely scientific criteria. In interpretation of revealed texts, therefore, scientific sense and spiritual sense are equally important if we are to achieve a spiritually scientific elucidation, literal and spiritual meaning. In the case of the Bible, it is especially noticeable that word-for-word interpretation of the scriptures does not make for clarity. And what is more, the uninspired reader is given the impression that many stories and passages contradict each other, even that some of them are of questionable morality. Of the Bible, as well as of the textbook, it is true to say that the text, when read literally, and thinking only of the meaning of the words, is soon outdated and useless for new generations. For the illustrations which every text has to use to make its message clear naturally belong to its own day and reflect the world view of the time, and this view changes more and more rapidly. Insofar as we fail to bring to light through spiritually scientific interpretation the spiritual facts originally intended by these symbols and illustrations, we shall, like many others today, look upon the Bible and the textbook as very interesting historical documents. But we shall not see that these texts, when their imagery can be properly interpreted, concern all men in every age. Mathematicians are in a similar situation. They, too, express their conclusions in symbols which are foreign and unintelligible to the layman. But every mathematician who knows how to read this symbolism can understand the calculations expressed in mathematical formulae. A plus integral or differential sign, for example, is interpreted by every mathematician in the same way, so they all arrive at the same results. As mentioned briefly on page 36, the Bible also is written in a symbolic language which was generally understood at the time. But over the centuries, the meaning of the symbols it uses has been lost the more so as the biblical texts were made accessible to quite different cultures, for whom the symbols were strange from the first. So gradually the inspired interpretation of the Bible faded, and in its place came largely literal exposition. The inspired text remained, but the key to its symbolism was lost. This key for interpreting the spiritual meaning of the biblical text was rediscovered by Mary Baker Eddy. This is why she added, with key to the scriptures, to the title of her textbook, Science and Health. When we use this key to translate the symbols of the Bible into a symbolism which we can understand today, it becomes apparent that the Bible is a great edifice of spiritual teaching, which at no point contradicts itself. 
It also becomes clear that the Bible is not a collection of separate stories or ethical precepts and wise sayings, but that from Genesis to Revelation it presents a great spiritual unfoldment. Once the symbolism has been unlocked, the illustrations and parables also become intelligible, whereas their spiritual meaning would be lost to us if we took the text literally. To illustrate this briefly, the Bible uses certain symbols to represent certain ideas. For example, a stone stands for an idea. A cornerstone is a particularly important stone. It indicates the Christ idea. Dust, or stone, in a state of decay symbolizes nothingness. But it is not always a question of explaining just a single quality, as, for instance, power. Often the text shows how different ideas work together in combination. To express this, various symbols have to be linked together, producing pictures with which we are unfamiliar. This occurs mainly in apoplectic writings. Here, for example, we find the lamb having seven horns and seven eyes. Revelation 5, 6. Here, the four symbols, lamb, seven, horns and eyes are united in one image. The lamb symbolizes the spiritual idea of love, 599. Seven indicates perfection. Horns stands for irresistible power. And eyes represent spiritual discernment, 586.3. Thus the complete image as used in Revelation shows us that the spiritual idea of love possesses complete power and perfect discernment. Should the symbols from revealed texts be translated into everyday language? Since we are dealing with divinely inspired text, we are to a certain extent in all of the words used. Reluctance to translate the symbols into a totally different idiom or dissect them to find their meaning. So we should think seriously about the question whether it is permissible to use the text of the Bible as we are doing. What is the aim of the Bible text? In them, the principle of being reveals itself as the divine life principle, which throughout thousands of years remains always the same and is inviolable. The divine laws behind these utterances have eternal value, but the human symbols by which these spiritual laws reveal themselves in any particular age are, by comparison, of secondary importance. Indeed, their function is only to translate the spiritual. Eternally valid content in a form which is comprehensible to human understanding at any particular time. But the faculty of human comprehension changes, and so must the form change in which the spiritual content can be made comprehensible. 
It is therefore not of great importance by what symbols divine facts are illustrated. It is only important that we apprehend the principle of being to which these symbols point. Then we have perceived the essential part of the inspired text, the divine principle, which never dates. Once we have understood this principle, we can teach it and explain it in a different, new, contemporary symbols, without humanly changing or violating the spiritual meaning of the text. When a teacher of arithmetic wants to explain to his pupil, for instance, that twice two is four, he can illustrate this fact by taking twice two bananas. But twice two pencils would make it equally clear. A banana and a pencil are totally different things, and neither has anything to do with arithmetic. Yet both can be used to symbolize abstract facts. In the same way, the divine idea which, for example, the prophet Hosea proclaimed can today be taught by means of a quite different symbolism. It need make no difference to the content of the message, whether one uses the symbols belonging to the 8th century B.C. with which to present it or those of the 20th century A.D., as long as the idea of Hosea's message is correctly understood. Structural and atomistic text interpretation. A truly scientific text interpretation, however, demands more of the reader than an ability to interpret the symbols used in the text correctly. Science being knowledge reduced to law and embodied in system, is closely related to the concept of structure and requires a structural method of interpretation. Structure can be described in general terms as the arrangement of parts within a thing or a subject. According to Webster, structure signifies the interrelation of parts as dominated by the general character of the whole. Another definition describes structure as a network of relationships of elements and elementary processes. Structures appear wherever elements combine into a meaningful whole whose arrangements follows definite laws. Wolfgang Weiser in Structure in Science and Art. The structural method of interpretation always sets out to find the specific laws which are determined by the meaningful whole. Its primary object is not to investigate elements or parts, but to discover their relationship to each other and to the whole for it is these relationships which then produce the meaningful whole. This goes a considerable step further than merely translating single symbols and images from a text into contemporary understandable language. 
It investigates, besides, in what relationship the symbols, when understood, stand to each other, and what the meaningful whole is to which they point. In contrast to this, there is the atomistic method of interpretation. This is concerned mainly with single parts of the whole, therefore with single paragraphs, verses, and separate statements in the text. To discern spiritually the science of being revealed in the inspired text, the structural method is essential, because only recognition of the structure of a text brings to light the true meaning of the whole message. We can see this more easily from the following example. Shakespeare's Hamlet consists of hundreds of sentences. We could cut the play into separate sentences, shake them up in a hat, take them out in a haphazard way, and then put them together in that random order. We will not have left any sentences out. The separate parts of the work are still all there. Nonetheless, instead of one of the world's greatest plays, we now have a collection of separate utterances, certainly not a meaningful work which would rank as a masterpiece. The sense of the work is lost, although its parts are there. What gives a text its meaningfulness is clearly not the parts, but their arrangement and interrelation. In fact, the structure of the text, structure, although not literally expressed in the text, is the vital principle of ordering, which makes a meaningful whole out of the separate parts. But this whole is always more than the sum of its parts, for it comprises not only the elements, but the elements plus their specific order. This analogy can also be applied to the reading and study of the Bible and the textbook. As long as we read only isolated spiritual facts, verses, and sentences taken out of context, we can never recognize the meaningful whole of these texts. If the spiritual structure of these books is not discerned, their isolated statements must appear contradictory. As with Hamlet, we can only appreciate the meaning and value of a text if we do not merely concentrate on its parts, but try to discern its ordering principle. As every synonymous term for God has not just an anthropomorphous but a structural meaning, it also needs a spiritually structured understanding of these synonyms in order to interpret the message of the text aright. Otherwise, the reader works only with a mystical inspiration when pondering a revelatory text. Results of Scientific Text Interpretation Divine metaphysics is reduced to a system. As we have already seen, Mary Baker Eddy states that divine metaphysics is now reduced to a system. 
to a form comprehensible by and adapted to the thought of the age in which we live. 146.31 Before we explore this divine system more deeply, there are three main questions to which the inspired text must provide an answer. First, what are the basic elements of divine being? Secondly, what are the modes of operation of these elements? Thirdly, how do they operate on every level of being, in the realm of the divine as well as in the realm of the human? One, we have already come to know the seven synonyms for God as the elements of being, mind, spirit, soul, principle, life, truth, love. Two, these seven synonyms for God, as we have seen, operate in accordance with a definite fourfold modus operandi which is illustrated in the Bible by the symbol of the city foursquare. The four sides of the city symbolize four modes of operation. Word, Christ, Christianity, science. The word needs the seven synonyms for God to define the self-existent nature of being. The Christ needs the seven synonyms to bring about the self-manifestation of divine being. Christianity needs the seven synonyms to express the outcome of the Christ idea, namely the infinite, harmonious universe of ideas. Science needs the seven synonyms to give us that scientific, structured understanding with which we can comprehend and demonstrate Word, Christ, and Christianity. 3. The science of the Infinite One, however, must be comprehensive enough to embrace all levels of understanding and experience. We have several times already pointed out that one and the same process must be differently explained and presented according to the standpoint from which we are looking. Thus, for instance, when speaking of the Christ, page 39, we were able to state that, from an absolute standpoint, Christ always has an impelling potential power. But from the relative standpoint of the human level, this irresistible force can appear as a saving power when we yield to it. The science of the one being can be looked at from four different levels of consciousness. Science itself is the level on which the consciousness of divine being knows only itself. Divine science is the level on which the oneness of being knows itself as all in all, as being which includes within itself its infinite universe of idea. Absolute Christian science is the level on which consciousness contemplates infinite ideas in their interrelationship, 
and sees that these divine facts provide the specific answer to all life's questions. Christian science is the level of human experience on which the divine facts are applied to humanity's problems and discords. For a detailed explanation of these four levels of consciousness, the reader is referred to further literature on the subject. See Max Kepler, The Four Levels of Spiritual Consciousness. The Divine System of Reference The system of the science of the Infinite One, as revealed in the textbook, results from the interrelation of these three main divine categories of being, that is, one, mind, spirit, soul, principle, life, truth, love, operate as two, word, Christ, Christianity, and science, and three, they operate on all levels of conscious experience, by translating their operation from the level of science itself to the level of divine science, to the level of absolute Christian science, and finally to the level of Christian science. This divine system of reference constitutes the basis of the science of being with which we can handle all the inadequate human systems of reference and their phenomena. The Divine Infinite Calculus of Being Within the divine system of reference, each category is connected with the others. Thus, for example, each of the seven synonyms for God is related with all the other synonyms. Similarly, the seven synonyms for God always reflect the four modes of operation. It is a task for an in-depth study to get a clearer and clearer grasp of these divine categories of being and their infinite spiritual calculus so that consciousness becomes more and more familiar with this spiritual calculus of the divine system and is able to relinquish the human false calculus. Just how much richer our concept of an idea becomes when we see it in connection with all the other synonyms for God is shown in the following example. We have seen that divine mind is the creator of all. Therefore, its creation must be divinely perfect. If we wish to gain a full concept of what is meant by perfect creation, we must contemplate creation in the light of the seven synonyms for God. Then we can, for instance, see that the divine mind is the all-creator, the creator of the whole creation, mind. This creation flowing from divine mind is purely spiritual, therefore only good, spirit. This mind engendered purely spiritual creation is always sinless, soul. The spiritual sinless creation which emanates from divine mind is impersonal, principle. 
the creation of mind, spiritual, sinless, and impersonal, is deathless, eternal, life. This mind engendered, spiritual, sinless, impersonal, deathless creation is faultless and healthy, whole, truth. Mind's creation, which is purely spiritual, sinless, impersonal, eternal, and whole, is therefore perfect, love. We can, however, look at the same fact of being, divine creation, from the standpoint of the Word, the Christ, Christianity, and science. That is to say, we can relate it to the to the divine modes of operation. The word gives, as shown above, the divine declaration of a concept. Divine creation emanating from the all-mind is purely spiritual, sinless, impersonal, eternal, whole, perfect. From the standpoint of the Christ, we see that this perfect creation does not only exist in being itself, but also manifests itself, so that in every situation the true concept of creation is being expressed. In the light of Christianity, this divine creation appears as the true universe and as man, the image and likeness of God. Man is therefore a creation of mind, purely spiritual, sinless, impersonal, eternal, healthy, or whole and perfect. Science, then, teaches us, us that this perfect creation exists in being from eternity to eternity, that every other concept of a mortal, material, transient creation is false and is transformed into the true concept through the understanding of science. What is the use of such exercises as these? Through these spiritual calculations, the student gradually becomes familiar with the fundamentals of science in a natural way and cultures in himself a divinely scientific consciousness. As with the student of arithmetic, the primary concern is not one of usefulness, although naturally a consciousness filled in this way with the divine facts of being will have a positive experience of life, very different from that of a consciousness full of negative beliefs. But the beginner initially learns his multiplication tables without having to apply them to a specific problem. In Christian science, as in any other science, the first step is to become familiar with the fundamental categories without being constantly concerned with their application in the solving of difficulties. The subject must be studied for the sake of knowing truth. When the subject becomes a living operation in consciousness, that knowledge applies itself of its own accord. This is called preventive practice.
preventive practice. The prophylactic and therapeutic, that is, the preventive and curative arts, belong emphatically to Christian science. 369.23 It is not only a question of healing visible error and palpable disharmony, Our much more important task consists in bringing our consciousness so closely into line with truth through the divine calculus and so structuring it that all the false calculations of the mortal system of reference are made null and void before they can manifest themselves as visible or palpable error. Thus, when we ponder divine ideas in the way briefly indicated above and combine them with the other categories of the divine system of reference, we are not carrying out a merely theoretical exercise. Even if we have no specific problem to solve, we are handling latent, not yet visible error. We are then modeling our consciousness according to truth and mortal consciousness with all its individual, collective, universal, conscious and unconscious beliefs can no longer be manifested in our experience. By filling our consciousness with the true concept of God and his creation in accordance with the divine categories of being, We are involved in preventive practice. The Bible and the textbook in the light of science. Spiritual interpretation of the Bible. The Bible, like the Christian science textbook, can only be discerned in its deeper meaning by a consciousness well-schooled in the divine categories of being. A literal interpretation must in every case be unsatisfactory. Also, from the historical point of view, the Bible is thoroughly inexact and unreliable, and natural science does not agree with the biblical explanation of creation. It is not surprising that many unprepared readers of the Bible get the impression that texts written thousands of years ago can supply none of the answers to the questions facing 20th century man. Yet in the light of spiritually scientific interpretation, the same text shows what the real aim and goal of the Bible is. The biblical writers did not set out to chronicle historical events nor were they interested in giving a correct explanation of so-called mortal man and his universe in terms of natural science. They intended their narratives to declare something much more profound and fundamental. They meant to symbolize in words the spiritual nature and laws of God, the universe, including man, as it had been revealed to them, making it intelligible to all mankind. 
When we follow this great spiritual theme throughout the Bible in its multifarious symbolical representations, we find a more and more clearly recognizable line of development leading up to the knowledge which comes to us today in the form of the science of being. A Brief Survey of the Bible The great line of development running through the Bible makes it clear that the order follows the four sides of the holy city. Who wrote the individual books and how they evolved one by one is not always certain. But for an interpretation of the text, exact information about the writers, and a detailed knowledge of how each book was compiled are not what really matters. The Bible, as we have it today, stems from countless writers, and the various records are not placed in chronological order. Thus, the Bible is rather like a kind of library collected from the abundant, sacred literature which existed at the time. We owe the divine order we are able to find in it today to the spiritual sense of those who chose and arranged the books, not following any humanly devised construction, but obeying the dictates of a higher authority. The first books of the Bible from Genesis to the beginning of the prophetic age, present the word of God. The accent here is on the self-declaration of God. These books show how God reveals himself as what he is, and how he requires man to know and accept him as he is. In a prophetic age, the prophets discern something of the Christ nature of God, their prophecies show that God always translates himself to every level of human existence, and that this translation impels itself with such power that everything which opposes the demands of the word of God is ground to powder and swept away. Their insistent message is that in the long run, all opposition must yield. The New Testament presents Christianity. These books centered on the life and works of Jesus, who proved that we can live, use, and practice the Christ nature. The Gospels, the Acts of the Apostles, and the Epistles show how practicing divine qualities brings true dominion over the problems of daily life. With Revelation, we then get a glimpse of divine science. Here, Jesus shows John the promised comforter, the spirit of truth, as a book in the hands of the angel, the symbol for the teachings of divine science. This points to the comforter through which, in this scientific age, and adapted to our present comprehension, we are able to touch the hem of the science of God, namely, the Christian Science Textbook. 
for the textbook contains the key to the scriptures, 499, which makes it possible to translate biblical symbolism into the modern, Christianly, scientific language of divine metaphysics and thereby discern the original meaning that the inspired writers of the scriptures intended to convey. The Science of the Bible It remained for John W. Dorley. See Peggy M. Brock, John W. Dorley, and the Scientific Evolution of Christian Science. To open a door to the understanding of the Bible by finding this key in the textbook and using it to unlock the Bible text. The first step was the discovery of the divine system of reference contained in the textbook, based on the seven synonyms for God and the four sides of the holy city. Dorley was also able to recognize the same system of reference in the Bible when he translated the Bible language into the language of metaphysical ideas. This was a discovery as fascinating as it was significant. It was found that each book of the Bible has a definite spiritual structure, conforming to the divine system of reference, which is depicted in the typical imagery of the time. It became apparent that in all its themes, the Bible follows the laws and orders in which the divine infinite calculus of being manifests itself in its timeless operation. The ordered development of the Bible. The Bible no longer appeared to be a heterogeneous collection of narratives but was found to contain a great spiritual unfoldment, the step-by-step -step revelation of ordered divine facts of being, extending from Genesis to Revelation. This order follows the order of the seven days of creation, which repeats itself in the thousand-year periods of Bible history thus proving that the spiritual value characterized by a day of creation is an eternal, universally fundamental fact. The definition of God by the seven synonyms as given in the textbook also follows this order. There is, moreover, an ordered spiritual layout in each of the books of the Bible, each book reveals a fundamental fact of being by taking a definite question through a spiritually logical development to its final solution. Frequently, the layout follows the order of the seven synonyms for God. It may, however, correspond to the four divine modes of operation, or it may be a more elaborate structure combining, for instance, the seven synonyms with the four modes of operation, or often one synonym in combination with all the other synonyms. For a detailed statement, see John W. Dorley, 
talks on the science of the Bible, nine volumes, and talks at the Oxford Summer School, 1948 and 1949, four volumes. The Bible as Spiritual Teacher once it has been recognized that the Bible narratives in no way set out to present the happenings and problems of bygone ages, but that they illustrate the divine principle and its system of ideas, then it is easy to accept the Bible as our spiritual teacher. It is not the symbolic presentation of the Bible with its frequent use of historical events, that is important, but the principle it teaches. It is the true problem-solving principle, eternal, ever-present, and applicable to every problem. This newly found scientific approach to the Bible and its meaning shows it to be a textbook which coincides with the numeration table of Christian science. Message 1, 22-15 Through the study of the Bible, we can culture our understanding spiritually so that our consciousness becomes more and more molded by divine ideas and their infinite ways of operating. Consonance between Bible and textbook Mary Baker Eddy foretold that every advancing epoch of truth will be characterized by a more spiritual apprehension of the scriptures that will show their marked consonance with the textbook of Christian science, Mind Healing. Miscellaneous Writings 363-30 This marked consonance was demonstrated fully by John Dorley, in his 13 volumes of talks on the Bible. He was able to show that the system of Christian science, as revealed in the textbook, is not a humanly constructed platform of teaching, but that the principle of being is interpreted to our age anew in the form of science and that, far from being in opposition to the revelations contained in the Bible, it is in complete spiritual agreement with them. Christian science understood coincides with the scriptures and sustains logically and demonstrably every point it presents. 358.9 Spiritually, scientific interpretation of the Bible and of the textbook is bringing this consonance more and more clearly to light. The Christian Science Textbook The textbook is a scientific and inspired book. In it, reason and revelation were reconciled. 1.10.15 It explains the science of the Word the science of Christ, and the science of Christianity as revealed in the Bible, and in so doing presents the facts of being in their science. Its teaching shows how divine being can be explained and understood as science, and applied in every age to all life's problems. 
it reveals to our day how infinite divine revelations can come to us infinitely, namely through science. The Structure of the Textbook For a detailed analysis of the textbook, see Max Kepler, The Structure of the Christian Science Textbook, Our Way of Life. The textbook, like the Bible, can only be comprehended in its full meaning through spiritually scientific understanding. The unprepared reader of the textbook, as of the Bible, will frequently read the text sentence by sentence, imbibe only the meaning of isolated sentences, and then regard the book as a mere collection of wise sayings metaphysical aphorisms, and single truths. Consciousness, which is familiar with the divine categories of being, on the other hand, can see in the same text an orderly layout. Then the textbook proves to be a textbook in the real sense of the word, a book which teaches the fundamentals of the science of being in ordered sequence and in a systematic way. Hence, it does not deal haphazardly with unconnected themes, constantly repeating itself as the critics maintain. Rather, the textbook shows a well-balanced spiritual structure by means of which the student step by step from the first chapter prayer to the 16th chapter, the Apocalypse, is introduced to the profound relationships of the science of being. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.